Hi, this is Nancy Herald, and welcome to my show, High Road to Humanity. In every episode, I tell you powerful true stories filled with great wisdom that you can use in your own life as you strive for a higher road to travel. My featured guests will have their own unique stories to tell that enlighten your mind and your soul. So kick back, relax, and learn the secret to success when you take the high road. Hi, this is Nancy Harrell, and welcome to High Road to Humanity. And I have a very special guest. Elizabeth Gould is visiting me from, oh, where are we today? You're in New Zealand, aren't you? Yes, I am. Welcome to High Road to Humanity. Thank you. I'm so happy to be here with you. I'm happy you're here too. You know, the cool thing she's telling me is that it's freezing there and I'm dying of the heat in um, New Mexico today. So it's really interesting to be on two different places, you know, and, and be able to connect like this. Right. And you're in the middle of summer and we're in the middle of winter and it's crazy. Yeah. Different sides of the globe. Yeah. I love it. ahead. Oh, so it's tomorrow where you are. I love it. Oh my gosh. So if it didn't work out. It's so, so, so good. I love it. All right. You guys, we're going to do the podcast today too. Um, so if you're watching me on television, we are going to break um, for the podcast. And you can always listen to me on Apple Podcast. We're also on Spotify. We're on iHeartRadio. And we're also um, produced by TogiNet Radio. So I wanted to mention that. Now, Elizabeth's here because she's written this cool book. And it's her very first book. It's called The Well of Truth, Stories of Spirit. And I don't want to make this real lengthy, but it's one of the best books I've read in a very a long a time like I picked it up and could not put it down so I'm this is a summer read guys at the beach okay this is really what it is and let me give you a little background about Elizabeth she received her bachelor's degree in art history from Stanford University and she's worked in the old master's art world in New York City for several years after obtaining an MS in education from SUNY she became a uh, a rites of passage educator for girls and women, and the director of a nonprofit committed to positive menstrual and menopause education and awareness. And I think that's interesting. Now she's devoted to finding the magic and the beauty hidden in daily life. And she's thrilled to be part of the rising chorus of voices. I love those reclaiming and celebrating the wisdom of the feminine. So all you ladies out there and any too you know this is a good book for both i have to say and and i don't say this lightly i loved it i want to know tell the audience is this about you it's loosely autobiographical but there are definitely points i have two daughters grace the the protagonist of the story and i share a lot of similar interests we both love art and the moon and and various things but it's a magical realism tale. So wow. there's you know reality and then it goes off planet and takes you into other realms. It does take you into other realms. And you know, it starts out in Scotland and I'm a Scot and I've been to Scotland and it's a magical place. And so it just totally immediately uh, hit home and you tell the story so well, you feel like you're there, you know? So I have to say you're a great author for your very first book. Um, it was intriguing. Okay, so why did you write it? I think I wrote it as a way of trying to put my experience as a modern woman living in this fast-paced and chaotic society, trying to put it in context. How can can I tap into my inner wisdom in the midst of all of this other stuff going on in the world? So that was, you know, that was really the the point is connect with my deeper truth, my, um, my deepest nature through imagining conversations with mythic beings right getting to know self yeah and as we go through the book and i'm going to go through some of it she does start out in scotland and i think it's wonderful because um the one the main character's name is grace and she talks about the well of truth and it's a holy well and she looks into the well because she's looking this old lady tells her that the reflection will reveal something about her true self. Yes. So no spoiler alerts, but when 
she takes this trek, you know, climbing up a hill and trying to find this well. When she gets there and she looks inside, she's very surprised by what she sees. And that realization leads her into a lifetime of adventures of kind of trying to understand what was it that she saw in the well? Yeah, it made sense of it. Right. Well, and she's really into nature and she's really into the moon. And when she's younger, she's very connected. I want to rewind a little bit because you talk in the book how the character is very connected to the moon and to nature. And then as she gets older, like many of us, we lose that. And you need to talk about that. And then these characters come in and remind her. Do you want to address that a little bit? Sure. So, yes, I am definitely a moon worshiper. And I believe for everyone, particularly for women with their biological cycles, the moon is an excellent teacher because it goes through so many different phases, but it's constant in a way. And so so it's it's a, it's a teaches us about change, but also stability. And there's something about this character, Grace, who in going as a child to watch the moon and noticing how it how the moon follows her at night mm-hmm. and and then as she as she grows up and takes an astronomy class and she starts to learn sort of the technical aspects of astronomy and what the moon is doing that she has a different understanding but she keeps her old magical connection to the moon and mm-hmm. she's able to to keep put them both together instead of just being logical minded and and letting go of her um, kind of more spiritual inclinations right just like we're doing right now now do you find that's happening where you are because here we're starting to realize that we're needing to bring the science and the spiritual together yes. and it's happening globally isn't it absolutely i mean everything that's happening for you or for me is happening globally there's yeah. There is no separation. Yeah. Now, it's an awakening. Yeah, that's so awesome. You know, and that's why I do the show and I interview so many different people. It's so nice. Now, let me tell you the crazy thing. The really interesting uh, thing is that I um, interviewed another gentleman yesterday who's in the same place you are. Whoa. I know. And I thought two days in a row, New Zealand, that's really weird. You know, why am I doing this? Why am I supposed, you know, and he was actually a barrister. So it was interesting, you know, and we were talking about what's happening in the world, you know, gun control and violence and, you know, um, famine and, you know, humanity. And it's interesting, you know, um, but what he said to me, which is very similar that all that, all the things that are happening where you are seem to be happening here in the United States as well. There's a great awakening. People are starting to question things. Yes. And, you know, one of the things that I've done in my work with rites of passage and, and with this book that's all about a string of rites of passage is that you go through this period where you're threading the needle and everything feels very compressed and dense and difficult. And you wonder if you're going to make it to the other side. And it feels like uh, globally we're experiencing all of these stressors and, mm-hmm. and we're, we're wondering like, what's going to happen next? Are we actually going to make it through this ordeal that we're experiencing? And, mm-hmm. and so that's, that's an initiation of an enormous magnitude. So sometimes when I look at my personal struggles or I look at the larger collective Picture. struggle, yeah. I keep that in mind that we're yeah. going through something. Well, yeah, and that's what you do with the character in the book. I mean, she asked for guidance. At one point, she sits with a tree. I love this so much. because, And the tree gives her guidance. Because, you know, sometimes we forget about nature, and it's not weird to sit by a tree. They're old, and they hold knowledge. Absolutely. I think trees are some of my best friends, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, I agree. You know, I'm getting ready. <laughs> I'm getting ready to uh, relocate, and that's where I'm going. By the trees. To the trees. Oh, mm-hmm. wow. Mm-hmm. That's very exciting. And it's interesting. And I'll, we'll, let's talk about this in a minute. You know, I went to visit my daughter in Michigan for Christmas. And uh, her house is, her and her husband have this house. And it's encompassed by trees. 
and I'm in the desert southwest. So when I went there, I couldn't wait to get to her house, to sleep in this room. This sounds so weird to be close to these trees because whatever energy they emit, it's a calming, peaceful energy. You know, you want to address that for a moment? Sure. Uh, trees are so grounding mm -hmm. for us. I think that, that they're, I often look at trees as they have their branches reaching up to the heavens and then they have this trunk that integrates the, the, the root system with the branching system and they're kind of a conduit for the spirit and the earth. Mm. And we are, we are like that as well right, yeah. as human beings. Yeah. And uh, just being around them and that, that exchange that we have of oxygen and carbon dioxide is so beautiful. Like there's this synergistic relationship we have and um yeah. there's nothing that feels better than hugging a tree i gotta say <laughs> i know and that's not weird you know guys i have to say we need to get out in nature more now through this book she asked for guidance and and um we're getting ready to go to commercial break here in a minute but she i like that you bring real life into this you know grace goes through she gets married you go through childbirth with her in the book i don't want to give the whole book away but in each instance i mean she's she learns a little bit more and and somebody comes in to kind of help her um and so we'll talk about that more i guess when we come back from commercial break but you guys her book i want you to take a look it's called the well of truth if you're listening to me on the podcast the well of true stories of spirit by elizabeth a gould and it's g-o-u-l-d and this is what it looks like you guys and i will be right back with elizabeth this is high road to humanity we'll see you in a minute Hang on, we have more stories to tell on High Road to Humanity. Check out Nancy's website, nancyyearout.com, to book a session with Nancy to learn how to tap into your own abilities. Hi, this is Nancy Yearout, and I have some very exciting news to share with you. High Road to Humanity can now be found on Apple TV and Roku. I've signed on with Healing Within TV, and this is where you'll find my channel, High Road to Humanity. This platform offers live interaction, so you'll be able to ask questions and call in when we go live. I just want to thank everyone for supporting the show all these years, and I will see you on the high road. God bless. We want to thank you so much for listening to High Road to Humanity. This is where Nancy and her guests tell stories that will guide you and enlighten your mind and soul. Now, welcome back to the High Road. Hi, this is Nancy Earl. This is High Road to Humanity. I'm here today with Elizabeth Gould. She is joining me um, from a wonderful place and it's winter there just so you know and it's summer here she's halfway across the world but she's joining me to talk about the wealth of truth and through this book you know different uh, deities come in and at one point you know she goes through childbirth and and it's she's expecting one thing and then she gets another do you want to talk about that because that happens in life you know <laughs> Yes, in childbirth and in life where, uh, you know, you have your plans and you go, it, it goes off course out of your control because the truth is most things are out of our control and you just have to roll with it. You just have to be flexible. But that was a, that was a, a big lesson for her, uh, for Grace to, in the story, have a change of plan. And it kind of set her up for the rest of her life, the way that, you know, it goes with raising kids. You just have to kind of go with it. Not go with it. You can't be too controlling. Well, and the reason I bring this up, and I want to say, um, a lot of my daughter, I have two daughters, like you. You have two daughters, and a lot of the friends, and they want to plan their C-section. They want to plan their delivery. And in the book, she's trying to do it naturally, and she doesn't get to, and I won't give the whole thing away, but what I find is it's quite interesting that people want to plan these things that really 
should not be planned. Right. There's a there's an aspect of life that's just a mystery. Yeah. You have to attend to that. So. Yeah. Been your experience with with, with your what? raising a family and going through birth that just. Well, honestly, yeah, I, I, <laughs> I had a whole different, my, my first daughter was born, um, and I was in intensive care and they read me my last rites. Yeah, I don't think I've ever talked about it on the show before. But yeah, I had uh, inverted uterus is what they call it. And I had a midwife, and I lost a lot of blood and I woke up to a minister standing over me. Uh, that was my first experience. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> you might write a book about that. Yeah, my second child's lucky she's here. Because <laughs> I was like, okay, but yeah, you never know. Because you know, I thought, oh, everything's just going to be just fine, and no, it wasn't just fine. And you know, I look back now and think, wow, you know, uh, I was kept alive for a reason. So see, you just, yeah, you just never know. Now in the book, Grace, um, she prays to the Holy Mother at one point. And I like that you talk about this. And she gets the answer that the unconditional love you give to your child, you must give to yourself. Because at one point, Grace is not loving herself. And the reason I bring this up, and I want you to talk about it, because you obviously get it, because you put it in your book, is that we don't love it ourselves enough. We want to talk about that a little bit. So in that particular story, this is a, uh, Grace is a young mother and she's just not getting any sleep. She's having all kinds of, you know, just the household tasks that she can't keep up with. And, and she just feels so bad about herself. And, and I think, you know, certainly that can happen when you're a young mom. It can happen when you're um, raising teenagers. It can happen when you go through menopause. There's so many different ways that particularly women who hold so much to kind of support the household and the family that, that, that they're carrying so much on their shoulders. And, mm -hmm. and, and yet if, if we don't feed the feminine, if we don't feed ourselves and nurture ourselves, well, that can lead to resentment and to just things that they don't help us be our most, um, authentic self. Yes. And so, mm -hmm. so, we, it's on us to make sure that we have our needs taken care of for ourselves. Like that old saying, if mom ain't happy, no one's happy. Yeah, <laughs> it's true. Exactly. It's a trickle down. Yeah. It's a, totally a trickle down and it affects everyone. And we yeah. are in charge of our, um, you know, our domain is, is those around us that we're holding. And so it's our choice how we're going to meet the world. And yeah. we can meet it better when we're feeling better. Well, you know, and I have to say, society kind of, and I'll just say this about the United States, and you can talk about New Zealand, but I will say that we were raised in a way that, you know, um, mom took care of everything except for herself. That was almost like a societal thing, wasn't it? Yes. I think it's a Western culture thing. It's not uh -huh. just the U.S. It's um, everywhere? Where, okay. But I, I do see a link between the way we treat um and hold mothers, women, with the way we treat the earth. Like there's there's something important about nurturing Mother Earth as well as the mother within us. Or you don't have to be a biological mother, but the the woman that has those feminine aspects of mm -hmm. of compassion and holding and mm -hmm. uh, you know harboring, stewarding life and people and is life affirming so yeah uh, well elizabeth we've lost that that's what's wrong with a lot we've lost the feminine it's coming back but we have lost a lot of the feminine and as we speak about this and and i think about it you know um we are starting to and it's not a let me just say it's not a vain thing to want to take care of yourself you have to take care of yourself or you can't take care of anyone else and we've always been taught i'll oh, take care of everyone else but never ourselves and now it's nice that we're coming to a point in our world where we go within and realize that, hey, if you're not good, like you said, no one else is good. That's right. And there's um, a sentence that's in the book, uh, the time when she, Grace, takes a bath when she's supposed to be running around getting ready for a trip. And, mm -hmm. and 
and she's told, you know, take time for yourself. And she, her response is, but isn't that selfish? Right. Isn't that selfish of me? Yeah. And so we, we, for a lot of women, that's like the worst possible thing you could be called is selfish. And it's like, no, 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 it's self-care. Self-care. Selfish. You know, we're not selfish, but we need to yeah. find that way of looking after ourselves. Yeah, I'm really glad things are starting to change as far as Me that too. goes. Yeah, well, and then she does go through, you know, and this is another thing you talk about in the book. And I will tell you this, and I'm really, I'm going to bring it up. Um, she has, she goes through a divorce. There are so many people, I'm a psychic, I don't know if you know that or not, but I have talked to so many women who've, and men, this isn't just a gender thing, you know, women and men have come and said, you know, uh, things didn't work out. They've gone through divorce. It's just, been, especially at this time, it's like people either stuck together or they totally broke up. Do you feel that too? Is that happening when you're at? Absolutely. It's a, it's something where I think people are getting clear about what, what they, they want for their life. Yeah. And, and we're all, we're all kind of looking at this, um, this experience on this planet, like, Hmm, what's going to happen next? The, the stakes are high. Mm -hmm. And so there's also that sense of like, well, if I'm here and I came to do something or be something, I better get to it. You got it. You're exactly right. That's how I felt like probably, I don't know how many years ago, probably six, seven years ago. I, you know, I had that yearning. Do you have that too? You got this. Absolutely. Yeah. You get this yearning right in your, in your gut, in your, you know, solar plex that says, Hey, you better do it. You're exactly right. I love this. But, but this is, and that maybe that's what this time of a, you know, global squeeze is about is for people to wake up for us to say, you know what? I'm not just a, a consumer and a person that's just I know. on the treadmill. I, I, I am a being that's here with a purpose. How can I go about making this happen and fulfilling this dream, fulfilling my purpose? Yeah, and it's always about helping humanity. Absolutely. Taking it the really high road. is. It's a, <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. I always say take the load, road less traveled. It's true, it's true. Well, and in this book, I, I want to talk about a couple more things. You know, the cool thing about your book, and I loved it, it it's magical. Like, but it's not, it's spiritual, but it's magical because it's believable. Like, I like the part where she takes a rock and I've done this. Oh my God. <laughs> I want you to talk about this because I'm thinking, oh my gosh, I've got this brick outside that I took from one of the Pueblos that I had, I've had it forever. I mean, I should return it because she takes a rock from a volcano and then the spirit comes. Talk, tell us what, tell us a little bit about this. Okay. So this, she's on a journey and she climbs this volcano and on the way down from climbing the volcano, she finds this heart-shaped volcanic rock mm -hmm. and she picks it up as a talisman thinking like, this is going to be my strength and the mm -hmm. journey. Uh, but but this particular area that she was in is is a sacred land and um, and so taking the rock was it cool? <laughs> it was not cool. Um, I read a really amazing book by a man named Tyson Yunkaporta. It's called uh, Sand Talk. And he, he's an Aboriginal elder in, New in um, Australia. And he talks okay. about people taking, taking rocks that are holy and, and then having things happen to them. And so they just send, you know, send them, send them back. <laughs> well, this is a brick. It wasn't holy. But, I mean, but, uh, I, but uh, yeah. But she has this, she has this, uh, a spirit come to her and say, yes. hey, yes. what are you doing? Yeah. yeah. I think that's really cool. All right. We're going to go to commercial <laughs> break, you guys. When we come back. We're going to talk more about the role of truth. It's a fabulous read, you guys. You have to pick it up. This is Nancy Yelp. This is High Road to Humanity. And we'll be right back. Hang on, we have more stories to tell on High Road to Humanity. Check out Nancy's website, nancyyearout.com, to book your first 30-minute coaching session for free to get you on your high road. Hold 
Help me, Toginet. You're my only hope. I want to start a podcast, but I simply don't have time. How do I take care of the details? Editing? Contacting guests? Where do I put it so that people can listen in? Fear not. The podcasting wizards here at Toginet can take care of all of the details because we provide full-service podcasting for all of our hosts so that you can focus on your message. We even build you a webpage that you can edit. And we send your podcast out to Spotify and iTunes so that your message is easy to find. Wow, you can do all of that? You've magically cured my anxiety. Where do I sign up? You can find all of our packages on our website, toginet.com. That's T-O-G-I-N-E-T.com. If you would like to talk to one of us, call us at 903-787-5880 or email us at staff at toginetradio.com. We will be right back on High Road to Humanity. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, iHeartRadio, or download directly from Nancy's website, nancyyearout.com, so you never miss an episode of The High Road. Hi, this is Nancy Roth. This is High Road to Humanity. And Elizabeth Gould has joined me here from New Zealand to talk about her new book, The Well of Truth. You know, is your family just proud as anything about this? What's the family think? think? So. Are uh, they? Yeah, they're very happy and celebrating so, with me. So. Nice. Have you had good reaction? Because it's a cool story. I mean, does everybody else feel like I do that it's just a really cool story? I've gotten fabulous feedback because, you know, when you put something out in the world, you have no idea how it's going to be received. Right. And, uh, and I've been I've been very pleased with the reviews and, you know, what people have said. So it makes mm-hmm. it fun. Yeah. Congratulations on that. That's Thank awesome. Uh, it's coming from the heart and it's so well written. I have to say it, you want to turn the next page. It's one of those. And, you know, I I love, I'm going to go back to the marriage thing, because again, I've had so many people, you know, she couldn't accept that the marriage was over. And I have a lot of people, you know, even though you know that it's not the best thing for you, it's almost like a failure. People feel like that. And I wondered if you talk about that a little bit. Sure. Yes. Well, when you put all your heart and soul into creating something, And I think for a woman, it's traditionally been that when you create, you know, a family, that's a place of safety, security Mm -hmm. for you. And so when that's taken away for whatever reason, it's very destabilizing. It can be very destabilizing and you don't know what to do. So in this story, Grace is going through divorce and she's, you know, meeting with this divorce lawyer who's, I know. I read that. And, and you know, she's just thinking, like, what am I going to do? Like, am I going to be a barista? I don't know how to be a barista. Can I, what, what, you know, how can I move forward in my life and choose and take care of my kids? And yeah. it's a dilemma that so many, so many people face. And well, yeah, because she was a full time mom, which in today's world, to be a full time mom is a big deal because it's a lot of work. And, you know, even I worked and did the mom thing, and it's a lot. But the divorce lawyer who cracked me up when you said he writes down on his pad of paper, unemployed or something like that, you know? And then she's like, he's like, well, you better get back in the workforce as soon as possible, you know? And I just, you know, I felt for her because that's how I felt when I divorced, you know? You, you think it's going to last forever. You feel like such a disappointment. And then you're like, oh, wow, I have to start it all over again. But I will say this. It's almost like I get to start over again. Yay. Yeah. So, sometimes it's hard to think that way in the moment. Mm-hmm. But it's it's a really wonderful thing. And, and that's yeah. kind of the truth of it all isn't it yeah exactly now are you spiritual do you do spiritual work or do you meditate or tell me a little bit about your th- your spiritual side because you talk about Kuan Yin in the book and so I was raised Catholic and so I, I have quite a history with that sort of devotional life and um okay 
but as a as a, a young adult, I did a lot of traveling around the world and lived in different places and learned about their traditions, which I found fascinating. And I was yeah. always so amazed by the female deities and how you know all of their personalities. And I loved learning Greek and Roman mythology in school. I thought that was the best. And when I was a kid, my parents took me to see the King Tut exhibit. Oh, no and, way. That is so cool. Oh, it, it, honestly, it changed my life to, because, you know, I had all these fantasies about Egypt. And then when you go and you see all this gold and jewels and these elaborate ritual containers, and I, and I just thought, wow, this is so incredible. And mm -hmm. so, so that's always been something that's interesting for me. Um, and and I've studied Buddhism, and um, I, <laughs> at the end of the day, I would say I'm probably something like an eco-pagan. I love, I love the earth. Yeah. I love uh, living in, in a right way uh, right. without necessarily saying I'm this one thing. Mm -hmm. I like that. Now, are you a big meditator? I would imagine you are. I, I enjoy meditation but usually walking i'm oh. i don't do so well i don't do so well just sitting, sitting. still okay walking um okay. and i love dancing that's a kind of that's meditation kind of yeah yeah well some people run my daughter runs some people do art you know everybody has a different way that they they meditate you know and i think that's interesting well it's because you do okay so i just want to ask the question a lot of the messages that uh, grace receives through the book are these messages that you have received or felt connected with i guess is what i'm wondering to a certain degree uh the way that i wrote this book was one chapter at a time not not knowing that they would all string together i just mm -hmm. wrote what i wanted to what get I across yeah. yeah and 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 so what I would do is I would anchor this the storyline in a in a real three-dimensional experience and then I would sit back and see where the story wanted to to go so I didn't know who was going to show up or what their message would be yeah so this was divinely guided absolutely I love it it's like it came through me that's happened to me when I wrote my book too. I think that's really? so cool. Yeah, and and I always say it. Well, I haven't said it in a while, but I need to write something else. I just haven't had time. But <laughs> but what the way I knew it was, I would write, and then I would go back, and I would write the same thing again, and then I realized it wasn't me. You know what I mean? Yes. And I that's do. when you know, and that's when you're like, oh. Mm -hmm. This is coming through, and this is what I'm supposed to say. Mm -hmm. And so that's really interesting. You do bring up Quan uh, Yun in the book, and you say everyone is driving towards some greater soul, a goal, I'm sorry, for themselves and the ones they love. And that's true because at one point she's like, you know, I don't know what to do. And she takes her up above and she shows her everybody's kind of in the same boat, you know, we're all doing the same kind of thing. Exactly. Uh uh, there's a certain a point when when Guanyin takes her above and she looks at the the traffic. She just sees the red stream of traffic lights and right. Grace is like, oh, traffic, blah. And and she's like, no, no, no. Actually, in every car, there's someone on a mission of love. They're doing something to support their family or their community, and and so kind of giving her a different perspective on how we live what, what how we look at things yeah how we look at things yeah well i just think it's really super interesting now do you have another book in you well uh no spoiler alert here but you will find when you finish the book i didn't finish it you guys <laughs> that there's a bit of breathing room so oh so there is spaciousness for something to come the next installment to come yes I love it. Now, have your daughters read it? How old are they now? Can I ask? Are they older? So they, or they... Yeah, sure. They're um, 21 and 23. What did they and think? They were, well, they were a little concerned at first because they thought, wait, you're writing about two girls who are like bratty teenagers. Is this about us? I'm like, no, this is fiction. <laughs> totally fiction. But they, they, were a little, <laughs> they were a little concerned. And um, 
and then you know after reading the stories they're like okay We'll let you publish it. <laughs> it's uh, <laughs> well, and that happens, you know. And I can remember when I wrote mine, I told my story, and one of my daughters didn't really want me to tell the story because it had her um her father, and we were divorced. And I told the story of what really happened, and you know that can be hurtful to people because sometimes people don't want to know the truth, right? You know, and it's hard when you write because you. But then on the flip side, you can't please everybody. You got to tell the story, and you have to be honest and true. Now, have some of these lessons that you've taught because you throughout the book, she teaches quite a few lessons, you guys, and they're important lessons. They're life lessons. Have your daughters come to you and said, "Wow, you know that really hits home," or any or anybody, I guess, come to you and say, "Hey, that that really made sense," or "I needed to hear that right now," or. Yes. And the funny thing is, is everyone has a different point that they tap into. Oh. So it's not everyone saying like, oh, I love this story. Some people love this one. Some people love that one. And, and the wisdom that that is offered in each one is different. So I, I just feel like it's a it's oh, sorry. Hello. Um, that it's kind of like a. Um, you know, a smorgasbord of it is. wisdoms and you just can take whichever one feels resonates yeah. at the moment. Yep. Yeah. All right. We're going to go to commercial break, guys. We're going to be right back on our last segment with Elizabeth Gould. Her book is The Well of Truth, Stories of Spirit. This is Nancy Earl. This is High Road to Humanity, and we'll be right back. Hang on, we have more stories to tell on High Road to Humanity. Check out Nancy's website, nancyyearout.com, to book your first 30 minutes coaching session for free to get you on your high road. Do you feel like something is missing in your life? Do you feel lost or alone? Do the things you buy for yourself lose their luster quickly? Are you searching for fulfillment within your heart and soul? What if you were given the ability to change your life for the better? To create what you want for yourself? What if I told you you have the ability to tap into the universal energy to design the life you desire? This was my discovery many years ago. As a businesswoman and a single mom, I had no choice but to pay attention to what the universe was revealing to me. And I learned how to use it for my benefit. When you wake up and pay attention to the messages that the universe is showing you, your life will change for the better. Because we all hold the ability to tap into the universal energy to enhance our love life, our career, our finances, anything you wish. This energy was created for our use and it's free. Now, I'm excited to share this information with you in my book, Wake Up. The universe is speaking to you. It's available to you on my website at www.nancyyearout.com. That's N-A-N-C-Y-Y-E-A-R-O-U-T.com, Barnes & Noble, and Amazon. And thanks for picking up my book. And may the energy of the universe bless you. Have you ever been in a situation where you needed a miracle? I think most of us probably have. Whether it's a financial emergency, health crisis, or some other serious situation, most of us know the feeling of helplessness and even hopelessness. Now imagine having to wait for a miracle for six months, even a year or more. That's the situation for thousands of children all around the world who are waiting for a sponsor. Their only hope of escaping the poverty around them is someone like you choosing them. This is Nancy Yarrow, and I'm joining with compassion to give you the chance to be the miracle in a child's life. For a little more than a dollar a day, you'll provide the physical, emotional, and spiritual support a child needs, not just to survive poverty, but to be released from poverty in Jesus' name. Don't make a child wait one day longer for their miracle. You can find out more or sponsor a child right now. Just go to my website, nancyyearout.com. That's www.nancyyearout.com. We want to thank you so much for listening to High Road to Humanity. 
This is where Nancy and her guests tell stories that will guide you and enlighten your mind and soul. Now, welcome back to the high road. Hi, this is Nancy Earl. This is High Road to Humanity. I'm here today with Elizabeth Gold. She's joining me from New Zealand. I'm so glad you came on. How do people find you? Do you have a website? I do. It's ElizabethAGouldStories.com. Okay, and that's Elizabeth with E-L-I-Z-A-B-E-T-H-A is her middle initial, and her last name is spelled G-O-U-L-D. Is that correct? That's correct. Okay, so if people want to ask you questions, now what do you do? Do you like help people? Do you counsel? Do you do a little of that kind of stuff? Yes, a lot of my consulting work has been around uh, rites of passage for girls and women, so working with... um, girls at puberty and women going through menopause. So mm. that that's, you know, traditionally been the area that I've worked in. And now with this book coming out, there may be some more work if, with um, kind of mythic enactment or seeing, seeing oneself as uh, rewriting mm-hmm. stories, one story. So, well, I want to ask you a question since we're on the subject, you know, my granddaughter, she's young and she doesn't listen to my show, but she's 11, I think. And, you know, I think, I think I had my period when I was like 13, but kids now are having, girls now are having them at 11 and 10. And the reason I bring this up is because there's been such a change and I don't, I feel it's because of our food supply. I believe they put a lot of, you know, things in that they shouldn't have, but talk about this since you're in this is your field. What do you feel about this with the young girls? Because I feel like it's just too young and it's difficult for them to um, grasp the whole concept. Do you know what I mean? Yes. So the first thing is, this is what's happening. It's starting younger. It The girls may not be completely ready to deal with it but they have to part of life yeah part of life so so the best thing that we can do is help prepare them help prepare them also to help them understand it as something that's normal natural healthy part of the the female biological system so encouraging supporting um letting them know that that they're magnificent instead of the shame and the stigma and the taboo that we tend to have around these unmentionable uh, women's processes. And, uh, you know, it's as if you get all of this negative feedback if you're menstruating or if, or if you're done menstruating, when you go through menopause, it's, it's also seen as a shame. Yeah. Why is that? That's our society, huh? Yep. It's um, it's something that's changing, though, that there's yes. a lot of women that are saying now, you know what, screw that. I can't, I, this is my body. I create life, not only physical life, but I create things. And that's just part of being a creatrix. And I'm going to own it. I'm going to celebrate it. I'm going to take care of myself instead of just pushing it away and being secretive and feeling bad or wrong or less than because of it. Yeah, I feel like um, this is something that's been done intentionally to remove the feminine from our society. I don't want to get into a whole thing, but I really feel that. You feel that too. And I sure do. Yeah, and they've done this like on purpose. This has been intentional. And now we're starting to look at it differently. Well, talk about menopause because I've gone through menopause. And, you know, I don't know. I didn't take any kind of weird drugs or anything. <laughs> You know, I don't know. I, you know, we all go through it. I mean, I, I, I had night sweats and stuff like that, but that was about it. I don't think I, you know, my head didn't spin around or anything like that. Well, that's good. <laughs> you know, and, and the funny thing is everybody has their own experience. It happens in their own timing. But what I find interesting is that we don't even have the languaging correct because menopause is basically after you haven't, had a period for over a year then then you're in menopause there's a whole period called perimenopause which is can be up to 10 years before you completely cease bleeding 
So, so it's perimenopause, which is the phase where all of the changes happen. And, and let's face it, it's like a body, soul, spirit, total, you know, rewiring transformation. And, mm-hmm. and a lot of women in their 40s or early 50s just feel like, I'm losing my mind. What is going on? Not mm-hmm. realizing that that's part of this deep process that's happening in body and soul. And mm-hmm. so, um, a, you know, a lot of doctors that don't have very helpful information, you know, they can say, yeah, take this or start that program. Of- yeah, I agree with you on that one. Well, I can remember um, I was in my 40s and I thought I was pregnant. <laughs> Because I thought, well, I'm too, yeah, just, it, you know, you get those same symptoms. That's right. And uh, there, there's, a, there's a, a woman named Dr. Jen Gunther, and she said something in one of her books that was so fascinating. She said, mm-hmm. it shouldn't require an act of feminism to know how, the, how your body works. Yeah. And it does. Yeah, because I had no idea. I mean, I had no, I'm like, oh my gosh, I could be pregnant at this age. Why am I, you know, and I had no idea that those were the same symptoms because you're right. Nobody talks about it. Like my mother didn't say anything. I didn't know. It's weird. It's like, you know, that gen- it was like a generational thing where you just didn't talk about it. Like, did your mom tell you? She did. Um, oh. <laughs> she she did. But, uh, you know, I would have. I would have liked more information because <laughs> you can't find a lot on the on the side of those big boxes. I know. <laughs> <laughs> well, I it's funny. <laughs> yeah, it's funny. My daughter and I were talking about it because my granddaughter, like I said, you know, is at that point. And uh, I told my daughter, I said, well, you know, my mom, when it was my time to have my period, she handed me a pamphlet. I got a pamphlet. So I think we've come a long way. <laughs> you know? It is. I, I do have to say that in our lifetimes, things are changing dramatically. And there's so yeah. many young women I see that, that are standing up in, in a new way. And there's this whole thing about fem, feminine activism uh, around menstruation that's it's pretty crazy and pretty auda- audacious and bold. And I think... This is like what we need, like, yeah, and and not not being shy about it. Right. Well, and that's what we've always been taught to be. Yeah, exactly. I'm glad we talked about this. Listen, we've got a, about five minutes left. Let's talk a little bit about the connection. Um, we were going to talk about connection to the earth and. You know, I'll just say what I do. And if you want to say what you do every morning, I get up and I bring in the light and I bring it down through my crown chakra, through my body. And I also bring up the light from the earth and I ground, of course, because I'm pretty up there. If I don't ground, you know, you'll know it. Um, But when I do that, it makes me balanced. And I'm bringing in the energy is what I'm doing. And I'm bringing up the energy. And you said something, you know, it's like a tree. And it's true. Um, what do you do? You do kind of the same thing? I spend time every day out walking in a beautiful place where I don't have headphones on, um, where I'm just simply there to observe, connect, uh, wa- uh, watch, and listen. And, mm-hmm. and so I can touch into the natural world. I, I will watch, if I have an option to watch a sunset, I'll do that. I always go out and watch the moon every night. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, do you? I do. I'm, That's cool. That's really cool. <laughs> that I, I, I like to have my feet on the ground every day in some, in some way, having communication with, with the natural world. And, and the crazy mm-hmm. thing is that it's all for free. Yeah. Like the natural world is there and, and it always has things that it's teaching us and showing us. And it's so beautiful, extraordinarily beautiful. And I just find that that fills me up to just to be with. With nature. Yeah. And, you know, the energy from the moon is um, revitalizing, just like the energy from the sun. We need the energy from the moon. And I'll say quickly, you know, we used to spend more time outside and we used to spend more time outside barefoot. And that's really, to me, I've learned more than anything is to go out in the summertime and just stand out in the yard because the earth is so healing. And we've gotten away from that. We've lost that with our tennis shoes and our 
flip-flops and the whole bit, you know? So Right. And we do spend a lot of time with our screens. Oh, yeah. And, and, and you know, when I'm doing that, I'm not being present to where I am. And, you know, it's a dance. It's a dance we're all trying to find the steps to because this technology came in and it's has so many advantages and so many great things about it but we we also have our deep connection to the earth that is important to stay grounded stay rooted just yeah. like you do every day it's a beautiful yeah. practice yep yeah no i think that's great I'm really glad you came on the show today anything thank you'd like you. to leave us with elizabeth well i will just say to find your own well of truth just just listen see see what kind of wisdom comes through you and mm-hmm. uh, and you know celebrate that you I love it. You're, you're here you're here now what are you going to do about it yeah <laughs> are you going to have a good time and connect or what <laughs> all right her book is called yeah, the well exactly. of truth <laughs> stories of spirit tell everybody your website again is elizabethagold.com is that right Elizabeth, yes, Stories.com. Okay, ElizabethAGoldStories.com. All right, you guys, this is Nancy Yearout. If you want an angel reading, if you want a psychic reading, go to my website, NancyYearout.com. I'm happy to um, meet with you guys and bring you some messages from the angelic realm. It's been a pleasure having you here, Elizabeth. We are out of here. This is Nancy Yearout. This is High Road to Humanity, and we will see you next time. Everybody take care and God bless. Please join me next week on the high road for more stories filled with wisdom, love, and hope for our future. You can find High Road to Humanity on Apple TV and on Roku under Healing Within TV. Have a blessed week and know by staying on the high road, you will make it to your destination. For a psychic empath reading, go to my website, nancyyearout.com, to book your date and time with me. I will deliver your message from the angels. God bless.